Hey, what's going on, Black people? I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent Black people. Today, we're going to talk about Cardi B. We're going to talk about Cardi B and um, the fact that she bought her daughter this $150,000 necklace. Um, that was a topic of conversation online. And uh, since I'm a financial guy, I thought I would break it down for you. So get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt. Uh, we're going to get started on DrBoyceTV.com right now. Here we are, claiming the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I want to kind of uh, talk to you guys about something that I saw today that I thought was really interesting. Now, uh, just so you know, I want to warn you that uh, if you're not black and intelligent or want to be intelligent, you might you might want to get you might want to get out of here because this is this conversation is only going to frustrate you. It's only going to make you mad. You're going to say, oh, man, what's this dude? He over here hating this dude over here hating. Why he hating? Why he hating? Well, you know, just call me hater of the year. I'm, I'm the I want to be the biggest hater on the planet. Uh, because sometimes in order to uh, do what's right and to talk about what's right, you got to be a little bit of a hater. Uh, I, my goal is not to fit in. I'm not trying to fit into a culture where our culture is losing. Um, our culture is not, uh, we're not succeeding uh, in the world economically. We're not where we want to be. Uh, our kids are graduating from high school, can't halfway, can't halfway fucking read. <laughs> and, you, and you want me to fit in with that? So uh, I want to, I'm looking for my fellow misfits. I'm looking for the black people who feel like they were born on the wrong planet. Um, I'm looking for the black people who uh, who believe that there has to be a better way. I'm looking for the black people who want to elevate. I'm looking for the black people that want to break generational curses. I want to be around the black people that want to do better. I want to be around the black people that want strong families. I want to be around the black people that want a solid community. I want to be around the black people who want to be what black people were before white people fucked y'all up. So if you are in that category, say I. Every All black people who really want to be truly black, say I. Uh, it, because they have been lying to y'all about what it means to be black. They got y'all sucking. They got your hoodwinked, bamboozled, banana in the tailpipe, run amok, lied to, stepped on, fooled, whatever, because they got y'all thinking that blackness is something other than what it actually is. And so I'm about to teach y'all how to be black. At least I'm going to give you the Dr. Boyce perspective. Just It's a grain of salt. Feel free to disagree, but it's a, but I'm going to lay it out here anyway, and I'm not going to stop talking till I'm done talking. Now, uh, here's the deal. All right, so Cardi B, how many of you, give me a yes or no if you saw Cardi B, um, bought her daughter, uh, speaking of culture, uh, her daughter, I believe her daughter's name's culture, uh, bought her daughter culture, this necklace that costs like 150 grand, right? Literally it's a $150,000 necklace. And, uh, she put it on Instagram and uh, a lot of people had a lot to say. Uh, some people thought that it was, uh, you know, that, that it was wonderful. It's great. Oh my God. You love your child. You know, whatever. and then some people were like, what the hell, man? Like $150,000 necklace for your daughter. What? Come on. Now, mind you, um, 
you know, we buy, I got daughters in the house and, uh, we buy them necklaces and they cost maybe like 40 bucks, you know, maybe $80 or whatever, but we, we, we're not going to spend $150,000 on nothing that you can't live in. We're not even going to spend $150,000 on something you can't drive. But then again, I'm not Cardi B, right? Cardi B is an extraordinary rapper. She's very famous. White people pay her lots of money to, you know, I, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever they, they to do, whatever she does, right. To just, you know, do, to be her, to be her. Um, now here's the deal. One of the things I want to lay out here really quickly as I talk about this, uh, because I can already see, you know, where some of you maybe feel that this is hating, that I'm hating. Like, you be hating, you be hating, dog. Well, first of all, I'm 50 years old and I'm not into teenager shit. So I'm not here to be your teenage friend. I'm 50, I'm a 50 year old man, which means uh, I have a perspective on some of this um, that I hope that you will hear. And, uh, and, and, and I know that some people are going to say, this is hating on Cardi or that it's Cardi's right to do whatever she wants to do with her money. All of that is true. Again, one, I am a little bit of a hater. And two, uh, it is Cardi's right, 100% her right to do whatever she wants to do with her money. Now, why am I stepping in on this issue? Why am I even talking about this? Well, I'm talking about this uh, because uh, Cardi made it public. So if she had done this privately, given her daughter, uh, you know, this necklace, nobody knew about it and whatever, then it, it, it's, there's nothing to talk about. That's her business. But when you make it public, what you're doing at that point is you're stepping into my territory. Uh, at that point, Cardi and I have the we 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 both have the same profession. I don't know if y'all know that that Cardi and I have the same profession. Now we we're not both rappers uh, because remember Mark Lamont Hill told y'all that I'm I, I made the worst rap song ever. Fifteen years ago, I did make a song as a joke for fun, and I guess if, if that if that's the worst thing Mark can say about me is that I I made the worst rap song ever, then I must be doing pretty good because because I I am not a rapper, but but. Cardi and I do have the same profession. And what is that profession? Well, we, we're both teachers. We're both teachers. Uh, one of the things that you have to understand about people, particularly black people, is studies show, studies show that black people learn more from their celebrities than they learn from almost anybody else. Give me a yes or no if you agree with this statement. I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to ask you if you agree. Um, if you went to a group of, say, I don't know, 12-year-old girls, and you said, okay, at lunchtime at school, you can go into this room and there are going to be teachers that are going to show you how to get ready for college and how to be really successful. Or you can go into that room and Cardi B is going to rap to you about how you can sell your pussy for $1.95 and, and, and drug and rape men and whatever and, and steal their money. Which do you think, do, do, do you think the children would choose Cardi? I believe that, that Cardi's room would have more kids in it than the teaching room, right? So over here, it's like education, knowledge, empowerment, success, even wealth. We're gonna teach you about even wealth. But over here, it's, you know, I'll teach you how to sell that WAP for $1.95. Me and Megan Thee Stallion gonna get on our hands and knees and, you know, and, 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 and you know, stick, you know, uh, uh, cucumbers down our throat and show you how to drop it, how to, how to really be like a super hole by the time you're like 12 or 13 years old. Right. Like that's, that's what it is. Like, that's what your, your children really are getting. Like in case you don't know. And again, I probably sound like the best hater in the world when I say these things, but if it's true, I gotta say it. And you being mad that I said it doesn't make it untrue. Do y'all get what I'm saying? Please. I hope somebody understands what I'm saying. Cause I, cause I don't, I lose a lot of friends when I talk like this, but, but I'm a, black father and i gotta tell the truth um so here, here's the deal uh please hit the thumbs up button by the way please hit the thumbs up button 
So uh, we were talking about Cardi B this morning, and um, and I and I I mentioned that she um, bought her daughter Culture this hundred fifty thousand dollar necklace, which again I agree with you, it is her business. Um, but it, but when she mentions it publicly, it becomes all of our business because what you're talking about is education. You're talking about her as the teacher, where she's teaching people what to do with money. And I know it sounds ridiculous. You shouldn't be learning anything about life or lifestyle from a rapper. And even the rappers would agree with me. I have a lot of friends that are rappers. I was on the ghetto boys podcast the other day. And I love Willie D. I love Scarface, love those guys. But, but, but one area that I have to step in on because I'm a scientist also is I can show you a thousand and one studies that will reveal to you that rappers are the biggest teachers in our community. Um, a lot of what you see in your community in terms of behavior and choices is driven by what is glorified in the music. That's why whenever uh, Joe Biden was looking to talk about the black condition, he didn't go to the scholars. He didn't go to the political scientists. He didn't go to the academics and who've studied this for a living. He went to Cardi B. He interviewed Cardi B, if you remember. Well, you know, it, when they, they would talk to Kamala Harris and they'd say uh, they'd ask, you know, people like me would want to ask her about, OK, so what's your policy on reparations? Uh, what are you going to do to deal with the mass incarceration epidemic that Joe Biden and Bill Clinton left behind? What are you going to do to help restore black families and black communities? They didn't talk about that. They asked her, who's your favorite rapper? Right. Because rappers are influencers, whether you want to believe that they are or not. And because they are influencers, you must then connect. You must understand that, that the culture that surrounds you is tethered to the messages that are being glorified by the influencers that are being glorified. You know, so if I if, if a million kids again, I, I, I have to say this too. my wife is an expert on the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is a part of your brain that does all the processing that defines who you are. You don't even know it's there, but it shapes who you are. Uh, the three things that influence the subconscious mind, uh, tell me if you remember me talking about this, if you remember what they were. Three things, trauma, uh, repetition, which is in music, right? If I have it to a beat and I repeat it over and over again, sell that WAP, sell that WAP, $1.95, $1.95, sell that WAP, sell that WAP, sell that WAP, suck that blank, suck that blank, right? If I'm repeating myself, then that's going to seep into your subconscious. The third thing is symbolism, right? Symbolism, right? So uh, one example of symbolism might be uh, you know, symbols like iced out rappers, like why do rappers, you know, show up with, you know, like I got a little chain on. I, I have it's a lion because I, I have a lion spirit, so which means I ain't scared of none of y'all motherfuckers because I, I I'm a lion. She's a lioness. We have matching chains. But but if I was a rapper, I wouldn't have one chain. I would have like 12. Right. And because first thing I do if I'm a black rapper is I get my money. And that ain't even mine yet because the record label doesn't loan me the money. They, it's not really my money, but I'm going to go to Jake the jeweler and I'm going to drop, you know, 300,000 in the jewelry store. And then I'm going to go on Instagram and tell a million people who are taking cues from me, who are influenced by me, that that's what I just did. Right. That's the symbolism piece. So what I'm then symbolizing and I'm putting into the subconscious, again, only smart people are going to understand what I'm saying. I know there's going to be people in the chat saying, you just be hating, man. You just be hating. Those are not the people I'm talking to, right? So you, you, you just go, just go, man. Don't, don't hurt your head. This is going to make you, this is going to upset you. I, I'm talking to people that get what I'm saying. So the symbolism says, if you are a young black child, young black male, young black female, um, and you want to be successful, 
you start doing what the rappers do. So as soon as you get your money um, and you can afford to go to Jake the Jeweler, just like I did, that's what you do. You know, and then you go down to uh, the Louis Vuitton store and uh, and you do what the, the uh, not the Louis, I'm sorry, the Birkin, Birkin bags. That's it. Yeah. You do what that one rapper did. I forgot. I think it's, his rapper's, uh, his name was Yo Money Rap, Yo Money. Some, I don't even know this dude's name. Some of the rappers I don't know about yet because <clears throat> it's like a new one every week, you know. And uh, but this dude went and bought his girlfriend like six Birkin bags. Now, Birkin bags cost. I looked it up. The cost of the Birkin, the cheapest one I saw was four grand. And then I saw another one that was thirty five thousand, another one that was seventy two thousand and one that was one hundred and sixty five thousand dollars. So 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 why would somebody like me be talking about a Cardi B? Well, because I'm interested in anything that um, is affecting the economic behavior and the economic psychology of black people. My area of study when I did my Ph.D., Money bag, yo. That's what it is. Thank you very much. I didn't. The young lady I mentor mentioned his name and I forgot the name. I don't know all the, you know, but they started mumbling and shit. I started just paying attention to something else. But 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 basically my area of expertise is financial psychology, because uh, when people talk about mindset influencing your economic outcomes, that is 100 percent true. That is completely true. People who think like wealth builders have wealth. People who think broke are always going to find a way to be poor. No matter how much money you give them, you give them $18 million, they're going to be poor again. But yet that is in contrast to the narrative that you're fed. The narrative that you're fed is that the reason that you had money and don't have money anymore is because you're black and stupid and white people took it all from you. When the reality might be that a different form of white supremacy, a more insidious form of white supremacy led to you being influenced by people who were economically destructive. So you are emulating their behavior and therefore all your money is now gone. That's why BET, again, BET is just like the black news channel. It's this uh, white owned company that pretends to be um, a, you know, a, a black company, right? It's not a black, BET is not a black owned company. It's owned by a bunch of, uh, by Viacom, which is run by the, I forgot the name of the family. It's some bunch of white people. Uh, anyway, the, uh, what was it? I forgot, they're really rich. I forgot the guy's name, but Sumner Redstone, that's his name. Right. So BET has a show called Blue the Bag. And on Blue the Bag, they show you uh, people who had lots of money and wasted all the money, like threw away all their children's wealth, all, all their inheritance, all the, you know, the, the money that would have sustained the next generation. They threw all that away. And then they just kind of laugh about it. <laughs> That's so funny. I was so stupid. man. I wish they, they had one guy, I remember, who uh, he, he won the lottery and he won like one point five million. And, he's, and they said, what'd you do with the money next? He said, uh, I went and I rented out the whole floor of a fancy hotel. And then we had strippers and and we had a whole, we got, we, I was buying bottles at the club. So what was he doing? Think about this. He was imitating rappers. What do rappers do? Rappers get expensive hotel rooms. They bring in the strippers. They, they go buy up the bar. He was imitating rappers. He was imitating what he sees in media. So if you don't think that hip hop influences the mindset of people, then you're out of your damn mind. So, so that is a big part of the reason that you would find somebody like me talking about the actions of a Cardi B, not in a critical way. Again, it, it, it's her right to do what she wants with her money. I agree with that 100% on that. But when you're talking about something that's influencing the where black wealth is going, this is an important conversation because if you want to know why black wealth continues to go down, it is because we glorify 
economically destructive behavior. When Floyd Mayweather does a selfie where he has, you know, 87 Rolex watches, we clap for that. We think that's great. You know, whereas, you know, a nerd like me, uh, I'm sitting there thinking, man, you could have built a whole school for that and educated 10,000 black kids. You could have bought, you know, some low income housing. You could have bought, you know, you could, you could have done a lot of good stuff for a lot of people with that money, but it's hard to um, drown out the noise of all the people who are cheering because he just gave $10 million back to white people. But yet you simultaneously are complaining about how black people don't have any wealth. You see, so, so, so part of the reason that these conversations just don't, are not for everybody because some of us still haven't learned how to really connect the dots. Some of us don't understand that if I have a cup full of water and I empty the cup, I'm not going to have no more water in this cup. But there's some people who get, you give them a a bottle full of water like this, they'll pour the whole bottle out and then they'll say, damn, why ain't I got no water? Man, the white man, he don't never give us no water. He be taking all the water. Bro, you just poured the fucking water on the floor. Are you serious? Grow up. Stop yelling, boys. That's not very nice. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. Um, I want to remind everybody, tonight the book club meets. Uh, we're reading the book Black Labor, White Wealth by Dr. Claude Anderson. You can join the book club totally for free, and you get free access to my life class at blackkeystogreatness.com. does not cost you a penny. It is lifetime access. We're, we're, we're now we're covering Black Labor, White Wealth. We're on page 15. So this, uh, so we're, And after that, we're going to do Powernomics. So if you'd like to join us, go to blackkeystogreatness.com. So let, let's, let's dig deeper into this Cardi B thing. So when, when Cardi B buys her daughter this $150,000 necklace, I read I read what she said, and she said something like, um, uh, it doesn't make no sense for me and her daddy to be super to be fly when my daughter ain't fly. So if, if the parents are fly, the kids should be fly and all this other stuff, right? Now, Cardi, again, Cardi's 28. I'm not 28, so, you know, it's fine. I get that. But here's the thing. Um, you know, you, when you talk about the influence of hip-hop on the community, one of the things the studies also show is that black people have an, an overcommitment to looking fly as opposed to actually being fly, right? Looking good as opposed to actually being good. Uh, and you see this sort of superficiality uh, permeated all throughout the culture. Uh, for example, when you talk about even masculinity, you have a lot of men who know how to look masculine, but they don't understand how to actually be masculine. Right. Looking masculine means playing the part. It means that I'm going to take a selfie. Maybe I have a cigar and I have a, a, a bottle, you know, some sort of glass with something brown in it. Like I'm drinking liquor and I'm drinking and smoking that because that's what I think men do. Or I tell you about all the women I had last week or whatever. Or I thump my chest or I get some big muscles and take my shirt off or whatever. That all appears masculine when really masculinity is much deeper than that. My father, who's an extremely masculine man, he's a, he's, he's definitely a manly man. You know, but but he also taught me a lot of other aspects of masculinity, like discipline. You know, like if you make a commitment, you follow through on your commitments. Uh, you take care of your damn kids. Uh, you you protect your damn woman. You, you, you know, you love that woman. You can become, become vulnerable to that woman because you love her so much and you want to protect that family. Right. There's a sturdiness that comes with masculinity that a lot of guys don't get because they learn from rappers that it doesn't matter uh, what what's really beneath the surface. All that matters is what people see on the shelf, what they see on the outside, not what's going on on the inside. There's flash and no substance. And one of the things that you can say about 
the culture in general is it's a really flashy culture. And that's only accelerated by social media. Social media is flashy as hell. There's a whole lot of people pretending like their lives are perfect and that they've got all the money in the world and everything's great. When really, you know, if you want to dig a little bit deeper, you might find some significant problems down there. Right. So so a lot of um, a lot of what what you, you're seeing in, in, uh, in hip hop, unfortunately, is. Uh, what I believe was an effort orchestrated by maybe even the CIA to take hip hop and turn it from a tool in a, of empowerment to a weapon of mass destruction. Right. It's become a weapon of mass destruction because uh, they hijacked the messages of hip hop and turned it into a bunch of messages that are very, very self-destructive, very superficial, and they're mass marketing this on a consistent basis to the me- to, to the world, uh, particularly through white-owned media outlets like BET or the Black News Channel, uh, where Mark Lamont Hill is, you know, things like that, right? So you're pushing these messages that are going to ultimately destroy Black people, and Black people eat it up the same way we all line up out the door and down the block to get Popeye's chicken, right? We love our Popeye's chicken, but we know that shit's going to kill you, right? And so so when a guy like me comes along and says, hey, wait a minute, that, that's not that's not good. No, giving your money away, that's not going to help black wealth. Like giving Jake the jeweler, fuck, fuck Jake the jeweler, right? When I come along and I say that, there's only about maybe 10% of the community that's going to hear me. The other 90% is going to say, why are you hating? Why are you hating? Right? Well, because you're going against the popular narrative. You're going against what's cool. Right? And, uh, and so I would almost say that those black people that really want to make real progress, you have to let go of this false idea of what it means to be cool. And that requires something that a lot of black people don't have a ton of growing up, honestly, is we don't have a lot of self-esteem. We don't have a lot of self-esteem in the sense that we are trained to be white supremacists, right? We're trained to seek validation from white people. Think about it, right? First time, first when your child needs an education, what do you do? You send them to the white man. You don't say, well, I can teach my child. You say, well, here, here, Mr. White Man, educate my child so you can fuck their brain up, right? And then, or, or if you, if you, if your, your cousin or your, your, your son needs money, you say, well, here, go work for that white man over there. Work for him. Work for him, boy. That, that's how you can get the money, right? Or you want to, you want to get media, you turn on white on media, uh, you know, it, it, all the way down the list, right? So, so to some extent in a lot of households, um, the government, the corporation, and the white man, in fact, has more power than the actual husband. There are women out here that respect their white boss more than they respect their own damn husband, right? And uh, and, and there are men who uh, also will uh, uh, you know subscribe to some sort of very white supremacist ideology about uh, black women in terms of how they should behave and what they should look like and everything else, and will completely disrespect and just absolutely crap on women who look just like their mama, right? So, so this white supremacy thing is is a big deal. And what that does, in my view, is it creates this weird thing where we become a dog chasing our own tail, where we feel that we are a nobody until the white man validates us as a somebody, right? Until the white man says, here, here here's some money, um, here's some status, I'm going to put you on TV, I'm going to make you special so that you will feel important, and then you will be somebody. You're nobody until I touch you, until I validate you, right? Well, well what is this? how does this impact uh, what I'm talking about in terms of hip-hop? Well, a lot of your rappers, the reason that you are looking up to people who, in many cases, are absolute fucking idiots is mainly because some white man put that son of a bitch on TV. Think about that. If I'm if I'm the white if I'm the white man and I want to control black people and make them ruin themselves, 
what I do is I go find the most ignorant, most self-destructive, most ridiculous, coonish, buffoonish black person I can find. And I give him a hundred million dollar record deal, put him on the covers of magazines and market him to the community as the model of black success. I mean, process this. Think about this. Even with Cardi B, I'm not picking on it, but I got to tell the truth. You have a stripper, a fucking stripper who used to drug men and rob them. If she wasn't going to get them raped, maybe they would get the the, the two for one special. You get robbed and you get raped, right? <laughs> she She's not that smart. Right. She, you know, she, she kind of, you know, like her grammar is a little bit off, but that's fine. I'm not judging. I'm not the grammar police here. Right. Uh, make some of the worst decisions in the world. Uh, who's married to a guy who doesn't sound all that intelligent, who, who was in a commercial where he was riding a big wheel. I told you all about the narrative by keeping the black man as a little boy. Her husband was riding a tricycle in the Sprite commercial, which was kind of weird to me. I'm like, you're a grown man. You shouldn't be on tricycles. That's for four year olds. Um, and and and, and your and you, your kids look up to that person more than they look up to the school teacher in the community. They look up to that person more than they look up to their own parents in some cases, right? And so so that's all by design. Like, pay attention now. There is no white Cardi B. Y'all tell me right now who's the white Cardi B? Who which white person who who speaks with a a weird lisp who? Talks about how she used to drug and rape men for for, for money, right? Is, is is being promoted to the white people to white people as a, a model of white success or Jewish success or Asian success? There is no Asian Cardi B. There is no Jewish Cardi B. Tell me who is it? And don't say somebody like Miley Cyrus. No, Miley Cyrus is nowhere near the level of influence that a Cardi B has. Cardi B sat down with the president of the United States. They ignored every scholar in the black community every activist even, so they could sit down and talk to the former stripper who used to drug and get men raped for money. They, like literally the female Bill Cosby, I guess, if you if you believe that Bill Cosby did any of those things, right? Uh, except she, the difference with her and Cosby, she confessed to it. She said she did it. Cosby never confessed. I know the media told y'all he confessed, but he didn't actually confess to, to the drugging anybody against their will. He just hung out with a lot of drug addicts. Right. But 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 I just want you to really kind of sit back and think about that. Right. And, and and if you don't think that this influences our culture and how we process information, um, I don't know. I don't know how to help you. I really don't know how to help you. I don't know how to help you understand. That rappers have influence. I don't, I don't know how to help you. And I'm, I'm not dissing my friend. I mean, I got friends that are rappers and I, and I'm always hesitant to have these conversations because, because I, sometimes I have, I've had rappers call me and tell me like, Hey doc, you got to be careful. Cause some of the rappers think, you know, think that you don't like rappers. I'm like, no, I love, I love, I love good music. Like I think good rappers are cool. I got friends that are rappers, but it's like this weird thing where you can't, where people get, have a problem with you saying anything that's not just sort of going with the flow. And my goal is not to go along and fit in. My goal is to kind of help us figure out how we can solve a problem. So, so getting back to Cardi B and the money thing, um, again, I reiterate that if she decided to buy her daughter a $150,000 necklace, even though I think that is not the best use of money, that is really her right and that is really her business completely. The only reason it becomes my business 
is because you marketed that decision for a reason. Like when you when you drugged men from and took their money, you didn't really market that. Like you didn't have somebody do a selfie video because you had a big pop in Instagram before you be, became a big rapper. So you didn't have somebody film for your for the gram you drugging men and taking their money, right? You didn't want everybody to know about that. But when you gave your daughter the hundred fifty thousand dollar necklace, you wanted that to be seen by everyone, right? Well, why is that? Well, that's because um, that's the kind of thing that a backward community would look at and say, that was lit, yo. Oh, shoot. Oh, man, that was that was fly. Oh, she keeping her daughter fly, right? And, and that is um, what you might call a form of economic immaturity. Uh, yo, and, and, the, and the person in the chat who says, you know, $150,000, you could have gave that to the orphanage there's children, there's homeless children that could have used that money. Why don't you buy your daughter a thousand dollar necklace and give one hundred forty nine thousand to um, to something that's going to help the community? Then you become the hater. Right. Or if you say, you know, maybe you shouldn't encourage people who don't have a lot of money to uh, want to imitate your behavior, because you can't tell me that there's not going to be somebody out there who's going to use that same logic. If I'm fly, my daughter's going to be fly. So maybe you're not buying your daughter a $150,000 necklace, but maybe you're buying your daughter a $10,000 necklace because that's the most you can afford. And uh, in that 10,000, so instead of going toward a down payment for a house or going toward your daughter's future or going to, to something that's going to help secure your daughter financially long-term, you're go- you're taking that money and you're buying jewelry with it. And because everyone else is exposed to the same culture that you're exposed to, they applaud. They think, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He really loves his daughter so much. He bought her a $10,000 necklace. Oh, my God. That's such a good father. That's such a good father. And then you are confused later on when your daughter's struggling financially because daddy didn't have no plan. Daddy's only plan or mama's only plan was to buy the daughter the $10,000 necklace or to give her. Because y'all seen this. You, you saw the lady um, who did the uh, prom for her son, and she got him a camel and a Ferrari. or something. I forgot. It was something crazy. She spent a quarter billion dollars on prom, something like that, right? Like, like we, we celebrate that excessive materialism, even if you can't afford it. Now, again, I want to make it clear that I am not anti-fun, right? I'm not anti-material stuff. If you want a nice car, get you a nice car. If I, if I told you not to get a nice car, I'd be a hypocrite. Me and my wife both have luxury cars. She's got hers. I got mine. We got his and hers luxury in the garage, right? Um, this watch wasn't cheap. It's not a. It's not a ten. You know, it's not a fifty thousand dollar watch. It's nothing that's going to impress a rapper, but it costs a few hundred, right? And I could have got me the watch I had before. This was like thirty five dollars. I got it off Amazon. It was pretty nice too. People thought it was nicer than it was because they because I have money. They think that I must have spent money. So so I got this. This watch is um was like four hundred and fifty dollars. This bracelet cost like maybe like three grand. My my wedding band that was like five six thousand right so so yeah I mean I, and this this is real gold on my neck so I'm not anti um enjoying your money enjoy your damn money like buy yourself something nice nothing wrong with that I want to make that clear but one of the things I want you to understand is that moderation is critical if you're talking about building your wealth um you can't disconnect the fact that we glorify economically destructive behavior. With the fact that our wealth is dropping, black wealth is not going up, people. It is going down. Black wealth is going down. And one thing about where you are financially is 
that your economic situation is a direct reflection of how you think. People who think like savers, who think like investors, they tend to be people who understand things like delayed gratification, meaning that if I sacrifice today, I can have more later. Right. Delayed gratification is what makes a great basketball player. You work, you, you work your butt off in the gym. That's how you win a championship. Right. So so with e- economically speaking, the people that have the most money now tend to be people who um, who saved the most money in the past. Right. So 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 uh, so wealth is connected to delayed gratification. But on Instagram, your favorite rappers are promoting instant gratification. They're not promoting uh, any sort of of, of, of of making the plans or, or, or strategic lifestyle, they're promoting outrageous lifestyles, flashy lifestyles, meaningless nonsense that, that makes you look good when you might not actually be good. They'll tell you to go get the $5,000 purse with nothing in it. And I'd rather have the $10. If I had a purse, I don't carry one, but if I had a purse, I'd rather have the $10 purse with $4,990 in it. Right. That that that's if I if I was a purse carrying kind of person or if I carried a wallet, I'd rather have the ten dollar wallet with five thousand dollars in it than the five thousand dollar wallet with nothing in it. And, and they're telling you to get the five thousand dollar wallet with nothing in it. Right. They're telling you to celebrate all the wrong things. And you have to connect this to the economic destruction that's occurring in the black community. White po- white people can never be let off the hook. White people stole your wealth for 400 years. White people have blocked you from opportunities for as long as they could. White people have a a tremendous amount of privilege and they structured laws to keep you from getting access to the wealth. There is no point in this conversation where we will ever let white folks off the hook for what they've taken from black people. But but what I want you to consider as well is that sometimes uh, economic oppression and racial wealth gaps are a two-way street. They are a two-person tangle. White supremacy doesn't just mean that white people feel that they're superior to you. White supremacy is also contingent on the idea that you have defined yourself to be inferior in your thinking and in your behavior. And some of our people, and I'm sick and tired of glorifying inferior thinking Negroes. I, I just can't. I have no interest in that. I, I don't. I, no, I don't want to play that game with you. I'm not going. No, I'm not trying to fit in to some nonsense just because somebody did it on TV. And and that's where I think. And I'm I'm really begging. I'm I'm actually on my knees right now mentally. I'm on my knees begging you to stop it. To just speak up against the nonsense. To just kind of say no. That's stupid. No. If I got 150 grand, I'm gonna buy my daughter. Uh, I'm gonna get her a trust fund and some assets. So she don't have to go up and become some white man's slave in order to uh, pay her bills or and, and then and then I saw I think I saw somebody else say that, you know, that you should spoil your child. Children should be spoiled. No, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. I got kids. Don't spoil your fucking kids, because if you spoil, you know what spoiled kids become spoiled kids grow up into spoiled adults. Right. Spoiled kids grow up into Karen. When you see Karen in uh, Victoria's Secret screaming and hollering and playing victim because she attacked a black woman. Right. That that's what spoiled children grow into. They grow into Karen's or they grow into that dude with 12 babies, mamas who thinks who shows up for the sex, but don't show up for the responsibility because his mama been spoiling him since he was little because she felt guilty because his daddy wasn't around. So she got him whatever he wanted and bailed him out every time he got locked up. And, and, and I've seen this up close. That was what that was the story I've even heard about. My, even my own father, he, he got locked up. He, my, my grandma went and did everything to get him out of jail, like mortgaged the house. And then he just goes and gets locked up again because he got wrapped up in drugs. Right. So 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 this idea of spoiling kids. Um, 
No, because then, I mean, what are you creating when you spoil your daughter? You're not creating a quality human being. Like a spoiled food. Does anybody in this room want to eat spoiled food? If I said I got some spoiled chicken in the refrigerator, would you want to eat spoiled chicken? No, no, nothing spoiled is ever good. And and the thing about a spoiled uh, person, when I think about my daughters, if I, I, I treat them well, I treat them with dignity. I, I treat them to have, I teach them to have self-respect, but I also teach them to have accountability. And I say, look, um, I want every man that engages with you to treat you the way you deserve to be treated. Cause that, that would be a problem if they don't, because then they got to deal with me and your daddy. I'm not their biological father, but I am their father. I, but, but at the same time, I tell them when you meet that man who treats you well, don't you come in there acting like a damn spoiled brat. You know, you respect him. You respect that man the same way you want him to respect you. Right. So 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 this 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 whole narrative of of, of, of thinking it's OK to spoil children. Um, I'm going to just tell you, I don't see where that's a win for the family. You know, spoil little girls. Maybe they grow into gold diggers who then become strippers so they can afford the lifestyle to which they become accustomed or they date the dope dealer so they can keep buying Gucci bags and and Birkin bags and everything else. And next thing you know, she's in some stupid situations because she's addicted to money. You've created a financial addiction where she can't get any sort of enjoyment from the little things in life. She needs everybody to go spend money on her in order for her to feel complete. Well, that's a problem, too. Um, How about we raise kids that actually have substance and, 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 and have character? How about we raise children that want to be decent human beings? How about we raise children that want to be assets in the lives of other people? How about we raise children that want to add value to the people that they're around? How about we just raise good people that are hardworking children that want to go and actually be a benefit to the black community? What's wrong with that? Why, why would we want to raise spoiled children in the first place? So that, that was that, so that was one thought that I had when I saw the comment about uh, spoiling your kids. Um, and how somebody said that that was a good thing. I don't think it is. Um, but also in general, what I want to say is that this is not a conversation that's designed to pick on Cardi and her daughter. Um, it's really one to say that I want you to start paying attention to how the culture connects to the wealth gap, that literally the racial wealth gap is partially sustained by the fact that the dominant culture that is promoted to you is a culture that is economically harmful, that is incredibly wasteful. There is nothing beneficial to the black community that occurs when a rapper goes on Instagram and tells 10 million people that he just went and gave $2 million to a white owned company so he can have a nicer Lamborghini, right? It might seem cool. It might seem flashy. Maybe it's cool when you're 22 years old, but when you get 32 and 42 and you're solving real problems with a real family, you start realizing that that money could be used for a lot of things other than simply uh, doing things that are that are weak and superficial. Okay, so um, so I'm not I'm not dissing Cardi B. Um, I, it probably sounds like I am, and maybe I am. I did call her the female Bill Cosby, but, but I think she's actually worse because again, like I said, she confessed Cosby didn't. Now again, does that mean Cosby didn't do nothing? I don't know, but there's no proof, so the man should never have been in jail. It's that it's that simple with Cosby. Uh, but with that being said, um, that's all I want to share on that issue. Uh, please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button. Uh, if you want to join the book club, we meet tonight at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. You can go to blackkeystogreatness.com. Somebody please type that in the chat so others can see it. It's blackkeystogreatness.com. And I want to say hello to everybody on Instagram. I see you guys. Uh, my Instagram is the real boys walking. So feel free to follow um, if you got some sense. If, you, if, you, if you're stupid, then don't follow me because I'm only going to make you mad. So anyway, guys, take care. Please have a good day. And, uh, and I'll see you soon. Talk to you later. Peace.
Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.